What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, and you're listening to Wrestling POV Global. Hey, folks, welcome to another edition of Wrestling POV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me are my co hosts today, Elio the Gentleman Canella. Elio, say hi. And our other guest, Ant the Liberated. Ant. Good to be back in the saddle, gentlemen. Well, you know what, guys? I usually try and open this up with some kind of goofy opening, and we usually have some kind of cheerful banter and stuff. But let's face it, this has been a super heavy week since we've last talked. And there's been a lot of crap going on in wrestling in the last little while. And we're not going to get into a lot of it today. We're going to touch on a tiny bit of it. Tomorrow, though, the three of us, plus the, plus the guys over at WPOV, are getting together on an episode of Quarantine, where we are going to be talking about um, all of this whole sexual allegations thing, all the different forms of abuse that's been coming up, the full scope of it, how it should be treated, what we think should be done, and how does wrestling go forward? Those are some real serious questions on tomorrow's quarantine. So it won't be a fun, easy one. Guys, I don't know if you guys are superstitious, but uh, just a couple days ago, I was sitting back. I, I was listening to last week's episode. And I think I may have jinxed everything. If, if you guys are superstitious, I'm sorry. I'll take the jinx on this. I made the stupid comment last week of saying, wow, isn't it nice, Elio, that we have a week where we have nothing serious in the world to distract us from pro wrestling? We could just sit back and no, there's no race wars going on. There's no COVID, killer, murder hornets, nothing crazy. Wow, did I ever have this calm before the storm. <laughs> right. Because Thursday night, you know, the day after the show went up, yeah, pretty much the shit hit the fan is the best way to put it because it has been nothing but horrid. And, and for wrestling fans who don't really follow uh, the news Twitters and you may have heard about it, the scope of this is humongous. Uh, I mean, Elio was compiling a list of professional wrestlers who had been – uh, had allegations of sexual abuse put forward by either fans or female wrestlers. And he had to be a list that was almost 30 uh, names on it. And now this list has grown by at least a half a dozen more since he's given me this list. And this is a snowball. And it's like, like a snowball rolling down the side of the hill. It's like a total of 70 now or something. Oh my God. It's just, wow. The more I hear about, you know what, let's move on a bit of wrestling. This just, it, it depresses and hurts the soul when mm-hmm. we talk about things like this. The idea of like, you know, we've always been a proponent of uh, female wrestling. We've enjoyed the empowerment. We've always talked about how we enjoy real wrestling, not just, you know, tits and ass in a bikini mm-hmm. on our screen. We, 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 we cared about these women who were athletes, just like the men wrestlers, the people who really cared. And then to find out that some of them had to be victimized for so long, and how many others still, because they tell you, man, every time these sort of things go around, for every person who comes forward, there's like eight or nine who don't. And with 70 allegations coming out, that's got to make you wonder just how many more are just silent and scared. It's crazy. Ah, okay, well, you know what? It has been an interesting week of wrestling. Let's, let's since we're on this, this dour note now, let's get into the hot topic of the week, Okay. And the hot topic of the week kind of plays off what this is what we're talking about here. 
And the hot topic was this, is with all these allegations going on, and we're not going to name too many people here tonight or stuff like that, but let's just say, and I'm going to use this guy because as of today, he has 17 different women have put allegations against him as Joey Ryan. So obviously Joey Ryan is in a shit ton of trouble. Now, Joey Ryan was a guy who did this, uh, remember the crazy iron dick thing that he did that went all viral and he's like tossing guys with his dick and stuff like this. And it became a big thing. He became a household name overnight because of this. Now, my question this week was this. Is suppose a guy like Joey Ryan, suppose you're a fan of his, or suppose you're a fan of any of these guys on this list. And let's suppose that they're found to be guilty. They're known to have done this. Does this change totally the way you look at this guy? And can you in all conscience continue to watch their matches? Will you be able to sit back and go, yeah, I'll watch Joey Ryan match tonight. I feel that was pretty funny. Could you or could you not? And before we get into I know we only have one uh, thing on the mailbag. I want to ask your guys' opinion. Um, let's start off with Ant. Ant, so, um, go ahead. So before Joey Ryan went into this whole Iron Crotch gimmick, I was actually a fan of his. I thought he could go. Um, and I even liked the gimmick that he had prior to. Um, once he did it, I, you know, lost interest in him. And then, you know, knowing what we know now in reference to allegations, oh, it most definitely makes me look at him, you know, with an even more critical eye than I did beforehand. So, yeah, I, I, I can't see myself supporting him moving forward. I mean, he is entitled or does have the right to, you know, redeem himself and, you know, uh, uh, right the ship, if you will, but so I was like full-fledged support of him. I can't see myself doing it. Okay. And uh, just as a quick question, like, um, could, do you think that people should be – well, here's an example. Chris Benoit, we know what he did. That was a horrendous thing. A lot of people had a problem with that. The WWE went, pretty much went about erasing him out of double WWE's history, mm -hmm. which was most of his career was in matches with them or WCW, which they own. So all of a sudden, it's very extremely hard to find footage of Chris Benoit. Mm -hmm. Do you think that should be done to these guys? Do you think they should be completely erased? Do you think that – can you in all consciousness go back and watch your favorite past Joey Ryan match after this? Mm. Probably not. There are some fans, however, who still could support him and go back and watch um, I guess they're going to, you know, if, if there is the decision to, you know, erase him from wrestling libraries, unfortunately, they'll have the difficulty of trying to find content on him. But I don't know. I, I, I go back and forth with it, honestly. I mean, because, again, mm -hmm. I am a believer of forgiveness mm -hmm. and redemption. I mean, because even now I have, more I have more comfort now watching, you know, Chris Benoit than I did, you know, when the incident first took place. And isn't it crazy how all of these things are coming forth on the 13th anniversary of when that whole deal uh, took place? Mm -hmm. It's just so eerie and odd right now. What's even more eerie is today is the 24th. This was, the, no, this was around the, this was the... Yeah, it was yesterday, weekend. the 23rd yeah. is when the murders happened. Yeah, yeah. So between yeah, the 22nd and the 24th. Yeah. So what about you, Elio? Can you in all conscience be able to uh, go back and watch matches? And you know what? Uh, let's say one thing here, too. All the things we talk about here today, folks, we're not judging each other. 
um, I recognize the fact that I may not look at something the same way as Ant does or the same way Elio does. And this is one of the things we, that has made us a good team all the time is we don't always agree. We have different points of view on certain things. And I am not going to change my point of view. There's only one thing that can make me change my point of view really about any of these guys. And that was if it came down to like one of them was a, an out and out racist or rapist. I mean, I'm sure that would, that would be the breaking point. But other than that, it's okay to have your opinions if you feel differing. And so let, let's just get that out of the way. Cause we're going to talk about that tomorrow. There's some of us are going to feel differently about stuff. We're not all going to think the same degrees of things. Elio, can you go back and watch your favorite wrestler who may have been outed as a sexual abuser or whatnot in any of these crimes? So, Can you go back and watch this guy? I, it would be just, it would just be weird for me. Like, even if I just sat down and started watching, I don't think I could uh, make it through. I'd probably stop the match and like, just go do something else because I just couldn't do that. It would just okay. be too weird. I know for myself, uh, I thought about this, and it's a good example. The Chris Benoit thing, the timing is pretty pretty eerily and crazy. And well, that, that right there, right there. Like, uh, yeah. even trying to watch some of his matches, I just, I just can't do it. Okay. Now, when that happened, I remember a lot of people in the beginning were like, I'll never watch a Chris Benoit match. People were like, I couldn't understand why people were like, they should erase his history. You know, screw him. He's a murder scumbag. Now, for me, I knew Chris Benoit when I was younger. And so it was, there was that point where I had a hard time seeing the exact down hate. I kept thinking if people knew the person, would it be different, you know? Um, so I had a hard time with that. Mm -hmm. But as this started coming on and, the, and the, just the scope of it, you know, here, here's what bothers me the most. And, and Ant, you may not forgive me for this one very much, but I get the fact that you want to have redemption for people. And I, and I guess maybe it would be a little easier for me if this was one person or maybe two people. But when it's this many people, when this many guys are having this many out-and-out allegations and some with so much proof, it really paints once where I've used this word uh, when it came to race, but it also, it paints a, a systematic problem. It's something that we've allowed to be growing we've allowed it to continue and we've allowed to get it, it to get worse and it sickens me that um, it is that obviously until somebody spoke out there's no way in hell people did not know this was happening backstage there's no way that other wrestlers or promoters knew this didn't know this was happening so that makes you think why was it so acceptable for so long and how disgusting is it that only now that it's out in the open that people are willing to support the victims when how many of them were in there all along watching the victims, knowing about the victims, and enabling the attackers? This makes me extremely upset. It really paints my picture of wrestling. It's almost to the point, you know, there was a point in me that was like, I don't even want to watch wrestling anymore. This is, is it really that freaking disgusting? Wrestling is, we should be talking about uh, the fun side of wrestling. Wrestling is supposed to be fun. We should be talking about stupid storylines, not like this stuff. But yeah. here, here we are, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's just it. I mean, wrestling already has a black eye on it. I mean, people already make fun of it. People yeah. put it down as a lower class of entertainment to begin with. And this garbage just puts it even lower. 
them anything, you know? Um, so you know what? Uh, could I sit back and watch? And, and I'm, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll use the names of guys who seem really guilty right now. Joey Ryan. I'm not even a fan of his. I don't really know his matches. But if I was, <laughs> or um, who else is really a big name in this? Uh, Teddy Hart. Travis Banks, Teddy Hargs, Sid Scala. That one is really weird. Travis Banks. I don't think I could ever watch any of this matches no. again. Those ones, the ones that bother me most, uh, Travis Banks, Sid Scala, and uh, Mike Quackenbush. Here is three trainers, meaning they're taking in underage girls. They're supposedly put in their the care by their parents to look after them, to to grow them as, you know, into their final parts of adulthood while they're teaching them how to do this business. And instead they're preying on them for sexual gratification. You know what? Fuck Travis Banks, Sid Scowl, and Mike Quackenbush. I will never watch another match with those motherfuckers again because that's how disgusted I am with that. They, they willingly preyed on younger children, on children, you know? And um, could I do it? Obviously not. I realize now that why people felt that way. And I really think that scumbags like that, I, I know in my heart, I'm a Christian man. I know there's forgiveness. But right now, I have no forgiveness for any of these guys. Get them out of wrestling, erase their names. I want, they don't deserve to come back. They don't deserve to have careers. They don't deserve to make one more cent out of this business after what they've done. So yeah, you know what? Uh, fuck them all. That's what I say. Um, I know we had one uh, one. David Starr is one also, right? David, David Starr Star was the one who started this. The, his uh, his allegation, and you know what? If you want to know about an idiot, look at David Starr. David Starr was the first one named, and then went on to Twitter with a apology where he admitted to everything, and then tried to turn it all around on his attacker. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. And he's the one who, you know what, I'm glad he was that stupid because this gave, I'm pretty sure a lot of women read that and were pissed off enough that they came, came out of their fear and came forward with their stories. Speaking of David Starr, one name yeah. that, that was surprising, Jordan Devlin. This guy was an XT cruiserweight and, um, and uh, many time European champion. Yeah. yeah. My, um, yeah Jordan Devlin, he just gave him the belt and now, now it is. Well, you know what? We're not going to dwell on all these names today. Yep. We got we got tomorrow. We're going to take a look at yes. some of those guys. We're we going to look at some of the evidence. On this. Yes. Could you read the comment uh, okay. on this week's hot topic? So one comment comes from Paul T. Phillips, and he says, "If they were found guilty, no. However, I would continue to watch them through the allegations and through the investigation parts." Okay. Um, that that is fair. But I tell you, for me, personally, in my POV, it's a struggle for me to watch a David Starr match right now until he's, even until he's, can, you know, found guilty or innocent. It's just too ugly. The things he's accused of is just too ugly, you know. So, you know what, fans, uh, like I said, we're going to be looking at this on a special episode of Quarantine. I sound like an ABC special, eh? On a very special Quarantine. But it is a special quarantine, and we will be looking at this extremely hard topic. Yes. But let's turn our attention now over to wrestling. Yeah, remember that? The thing people yeah. do in the ring, not behind uh, you know what? closed doors. NJPW is a fun, the fun company to watch now. Uh, thank God for NJPW. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So glad. Kind of a, a highlight of my, <laughs> in this misery right now, this yes. is a, a bit of a highlight. 
Now, right now, the New Japan Cup going on, it's a single knockout tournament determining, and we know that the person who wins the, uh, wins the finals the next night gets a match against the current champion. And let's see who, let's see, don't say anything, Elio. Let's see if at, at who is the current IWGP champion? And Elio, don't get smug because you gave the wrong name last week. Um, I, uh, again, due to regional purposes, I haven't seen in, uh, NJPW in some time. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say Jay White. No. Okay. Now, Elio, you screwed it up last week. Do you remember this week who the champion is? It's a Naito. Yes, it is Naito. Okay. Naito is the current Intercontinental and IWGP champion, having consolidated those two belts together nice. at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Jay White, not too far off. He was, too, and I know you haven't watched it, so I'm not going to pick on you. Oh, right. but last week I had to pick on Elio because he was like, "That'd be Okada, <laughs> wouldn't it?" I'd be like, "Not for six months." Oh, hold on, <laughs> not for eight months. How long has it been since we've seen that AJPW? Yeah, but the last time we saw him, Naito was still the champion for three months. Elio, <laughs> I know it's not like he won it and went into hiding. <laughs> Nato, Sorry, okay. what are you gonna say? No, I'm saying my boy Nato from uh, Los Ingobernales always have a problem pronouncing it. But yes, oh, you're not Spanish. Spanish. You can have a hard time Ingobernales. saying. It. I don't know how to yeah. say it either. <laughs> I'm going to look at the nose and say it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, let's take a look at we we talked last week about uh, rounds one and two. Mm -hmm. uh, we had this week uh, rounds three and four. Uh, the four matches that resulted in it, and uh, we'll just—I don't—you watched them all too, didn't you, uh, Elio? Uh, day three and four. Day three I, and four. So they, just they quickly say. Two, you, I just watched okay, the yeah. matches that we're, you said. We're just doing three and four today. Yep. So three and four, we had the match of uh, Bushi versus Yo. Mm. Uh, pretty good match. Um, I think I might have mixed these up. Hold on. Yeah, I think I have. No, Bushi and Yo wasn't yeah, on that one. Was, 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 was day three, right? No, no. Day, was that day four? Okay, that's day Sh three. Sho and uh, Takagi was day three. Yes, day three. Okay, Sho and Takagi. Uh, that match, I'm going to pick as one of the best matches I've seen so far in the four nights. Uh, the credible storyline, the storyline here, Ant, is that uh, Takagi had come back last year. Uh, he came back in the junior heavyweight division before he moved up to the heavyweight division. And when he came in, he was dominating it. Okay. And one of the guys he kept sort of picking on, sort of taking runs at, was uh, Show. Of um, oh man, Show and Yo. What is their name? Rapongi uh, three, three, three gang. So mm -hmm. uh, Show and him had a tremendous rivalry, which Show never won a match. He'd come close, mostly not. Took horrendous beatings from Takagi constantly. Mm. This year, after the break, they get in. Uh, show uh, hair not dyed, looking uh, pretty good shape. People say, despite the fact that he's a junior heavyweight, there's a lot of talk that he is one of the pure strongest wrestlers in that entire locker room. Wow! He came out and went after Takagi, who was very surprised, and he laid a beating on Takagi. It was a good mm -hmm. match. Takagi did get some stuff in, but this was a good, definitive first win for Show in this. Mm -hmm. It was very good. Really enjoyed that match a lot. Cool. Um, there were some other good matches on there, you know, check them all out folks. Uh, night, you know, I guess we're just kind of skipping over it because we don't want to go over every single match, but, uh, I want you guys to look at certain matches. Definitely the next night, uh, a match. I was actually kind of disappointed in this match was the match of, uh, 
of uh oh who's the big Tarzan dude? I can't think of his name right now. Uh Bogo Maccabi. Right? Uh mm-hmm. taking on uh yeah, Maccabi taking on uh Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, okay. That was on day, good that's day five. That's on day five day five. No day, day five. Day, day five. five. Whoa. We're reading out a sequence here. I'm just so rattled with this other stuff. Okay. <laughs> I must have missed a day in here, but you know what? I did watch uh, Maccabee versus Ishii and talk about a match that should have been super hot, which was kind of a bit boring. I mean, it was usually Ishii matches are like high hitting, bang, bang. And sometimes when he go, runs with somebody big, it's a good thing. I would have thought on paper, him and Maccabee, we were going to see. Uh, two guys like beating the crap out of each other high speed and then finish. This just sort of went on and on. It was okay. But you know how it is when you just see two big bruisers beating, beating, and, be- and then after a while you're kind of like, I hope somebody gets the pin because I'm getting pretty bored. Yeah. So, so far the tournament, you know, we've got, we're coming up, I guess now, I guess we'll be going into round six, you say? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Who's left in the tournament right now going into the new rounds? Let's let's quick up, let's pick a mini quick win here, guys. So let's pick somebody that, who we think is going to so at this next point of the week. Okay, on July first, we have Show versus Sonata. Okay. Abu, Kota Bushi versus Taichi. Uh huh. Yoshihashi versus Bushi. Uh huh. And Hiroki Goto versus Evil. Okay, and that's all that's on the one side, or is that the whole tournament? Uh, that's all. That's all I have. All. Okay, see. let's pick a winner. All right, so right now, as it looks, as we get deeper into this now, I think it'd be probably unfair the more I think about it to just throw a bunch of names at Ant and say, Ant, pick one, because he hasn't had a chance. He's, that would be like him t- throwing out some MMA guys and telling me to pick some stuff. When I do that. <laughs> Facts. I, I, I'd, I'd, probably lose every, uh, I'd probably lose every POV pick the one who doesn't wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> good call. Very good call. Um, for me, I'm going to go with uh, Hiromu Takahashi. So far, I think that I, Okada could be an easy pick, but I'm going to go with Takahashi. I have to go with Takahashi because uh, you copied bastard. You would not have to pick him. Well, to hold on. Listen to my reasoning here. Okay. Before all of this COVID stuff happened, they were building towards a Okada Takahashi match. That's so, what I said last week. Wait, see I'm going to quit picking on Elio. I'm going to quit picking on Elio, but the truth is I said that last <laughs> week. <laughs> on the show, check it out. You know where you can check it out? Not just on Facebook, but you can also check it on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Podbean. See, I even helped you with that segue. <laughs> well, I knew there was a reason we kept you around, Elio. <laughs> but anyhow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh man! So, so all you people who now want to write letter hate letters to Elio, Elio, where can people <laughs> write letters to tell them how much you suck, how cool Ant is, and how smart I am? Where would they be able to write to tell people that? Okay, if you want to write and say that the gentleman is the MVP of the show, uh, most valuable primate. <laughs> That's the monkey show. Like, uh, that show. Bo- you can, uh, you, can us, uh, you can write us. You can write in at uh, <laughs> on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV One, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. You know what, Ant? Also, we are one of many shows, are we not? That's correct. Why don't you plug the shows that we do? 
So the shows that we do are as follows. The flagship show, which is Wrestler POV Podcast, hosted by Tony Diaz and Rick Serrano III, along with uh, the puppet, Miguel Cole. Then, of course, there is our show, Wrestler POV Global. And then there is my Mixed Martial Arts show, along with uh, my brother, Deontay, Mixed Martial Arts Point of View Podcast. All of which... All of so, which, sorry, go on. All of which can be heard on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Makes me sad, man. You're breaking my heart, Ant. Why is that? Every week I give you this thing and you don't mention the fourth show, which we've only done, so, which you're actually appearing on tomorrow. What the hell, <laughs> man? Right. Boy, <laughs> too much is going on, man. Please forgive the omission. There's also the quarantine show for Wrestling POV, where we, you know, talk about I guess topics that we consider major to us, whether it is uh, wrestlers and uh, black history wrestlers or wrestlers in black history to, you know, the dark side of wrestling, which we're going to touch on tomorrow, or whether it's a great ta- greatest tag team of all times. We touch on some rather nostalgic but important topics in reference to the industry. So please forgive the omission. It's just so ah, much. Just teasing, on teasing. Late. And folks, <laughs> The difference between that show, too, is it's exclusive only to Facebook and YouTube. That it is. So you look at YouTube, you're going you're gonna to see the face. You're going to see my face looking confused. You're going to see Ant probably, like, taking your girlfriend away. Look at this guy. And, and then you're probably going to hide your children when you see Elio's face. So it's good. To, don't even get me started on Rick Serrano III <laughs> or Tony Diaz. My goodness. Let me say, Weight Watchers, you will go to when you see Tony Diaz. Anyhow, as, wow. <laughs> he has thrown me so much shade lately. I got to throw something his way. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Folks, we're actually going to take a real quick break here. When we get back, we are going to get into the meat and the potatoes of this week's show. We're talking, of course, about AEW Dynamite. All right, let's get into this week's Dynamite. All right. Dynamite! Uh, first off, we. Uh, we have, okay, the premises still bugs me. And you weren't here last week for this mm-hmm. end, but I said, okay, yes, it's nice that we have, um, what's, uh, we have Wardlow against Luchasaurus, finally. Luchasaurus's balls descend. He decides he's actually going to fight Wardlow instead of running away. Nice, okay? Why on earth would they make this a lumberjack match? I mean, traditionally, a lumberjack match is usually you have a chicken shit heel who's running away that you can't get him in the ring. When have you ever seen Wardlow run away, let alone even walk fast? You know, uh, I found it extremely bizarre that this was going to be a lumberjack match. Uh, but there it is. Everybody's lined up outside. And I guess they used it because basically they hucked a lot of people under the lumberjacks. They were basically there just to catch wrestlers jumping off the top rope. Um, and what the hell with Butcher and the Blade? Are they like on on dress-up theater? Because it seems like every time they have some bizarre matching uniforms. I don't know if you caught this, actually. Um, I saw this on Instagram last week on the AEW um, profile. They they actually had a picture of the Bush and the Blade. It wasn't just white. Yeah. Their white outfit. They were dressed like Waldo. Like, where's Waldo? Uh, Jesus. Last week, uh, JR, you missed it, had the best uh, line when he said, are these guys working in a bakery part-time? <laughs> 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 Anyhow, let's get into the match. Now, uh, Luchasaurus versus Wardlow. A few things that popped in my head. Mm-hmm. 
Wardlow can actually wrestle. I was blown away that this dude, we've seen nothing from this guy except stand around and look like a useless piece of crap for I don't know how long. Then all of a sudden he's doing flips and he's moving around. And wow, I got to say, I'm impressed with Wardlow. And uh, after watching that, I'm thinking, better watch out, MJF. Eventually this dude's going to turn on you and be a better, big, bigger star than you. Yeah. Um, I thought the match was okay. Way mm-hmm. too much throwing people into the crowd, which was so obvious why. That made sense why they had the Lumberjacks. The Lumberjacks did one thing that – they did the one thing – sorry, they didn't do the one thing Lumberjacks are supposed to do. Not once did they throw anyone back in the ring, despite mm-hmm. the fact there were tons of times of stuff outside the ring. Mm-hmm. So uh, – and I got to give credit to Marco Stunt. I usually don't. But, man, he was like a crazy little chihuahua jumping in. <laughs> I mean, he was all over Wardlow every second he got. And he made it look realistic, so I'm going to give him that. Yes. Uh, and also props to uh, Jungle Boy when he speared um, MJF off the apron into the crowd. Looked pretty good. And what was your thoughts on this match? Um, overall, I thought the match was good, given the circumstances, as you stated, the uh, whole lumberjack setup took away from it because you know they've had their i guess face-offs if you will but they never actually made physical contact so to actually have them have contact in a form of a match but then kind of deplete the value of it by way of a lumberjack match um it's just one of those things where you know i hope a program comes of it i want to see them do it again without you know lumberjacks just those two going at it i was pleasantly surprised with what those athleticism and the first thing i thought about was you because you made it clear that you weren't a fan of Wardlow up yeah. to that point. So yeah. for him to do what he did, I said, I wonder what TJ's going to say tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, Elio? Yeah, this was a good match. I didn't really think it feel that it needed to be a Lumberjack match, but I thought it was a good opening show. And yeah. like, like you, I, I'm actually impressed with that Wardlow okay, okay. because I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of Wardlow for the longest time. I think the only thing that was a disappointing in this match, uh, you knew Wardlow had to win it, and you knew it was probably going to be nefarious means, but that was probably the lamest low blow I've seen in a long, long time. And uh, I've played soccer. I've been hitting the ball so many times with a soccer ball. I don't see how people just die when they get tapped in the nuts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Luchasaurus, it looked like somebody took a chance yeah, out of your dick. You that's fell the, down that's the only part I didn't like was the ending. Yeah. Uh, I knew he had to win, but still. Okay, Britt Baker running around in the Michael Cole cage, but on on, on the back of a truck. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm not even going to go in order with this. Uh, you know, she's sending out her ridiculous notes. Some of them are funny. Uh, she sends out a, a note about Big Swole. Uh, Tony to read the thing about Big Swole. That Big Swole comes out i thought it was a bit funny because i love to antagonize people sometimes so when she was doing that i can't hear you i can't hear you have a drink honey you know i kind of laugh because that's a dick move i would do but then when big swole went up and poured garbage on her that's another dick i I would do to the other dick so good honor that was pretty funny (laughs) covering her in garbage and i love in the fact these day and age wrestling when people get covered in garbage it's real garbage remember the old days of wwf would throw like garbage so maybe it would just be crumpled paper and you could see this mm-hmm. this time there's like drinks and crap falling on red baker making it look realistic funny um one of the things that struck me here is in this episode is uh the amount of really good build-up packages okay mm-hmm. uh the build-up package for um 
who am I thinking? Brian Cage and um, Moxley. And Moxley yeah. was really, really well done. Yes, it was. And it made you uh, care more about it. It took, you know, when you can, because last week it was kind of shitty, especially Brian Cage's like, he's kind of. <laughs> The things they get him to do just looks like kind of like shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. He yeah. squashes guys, but then his backstage things or his little vignettes are terrible. Mm-hmm. Him and Taz are just terrible. But when you can take their garbage and edit it so that it looks like it's cool, you've done something good. And that happened here. And the same also, funny props to the best friends versus Omega uh, page packaging. That, that was a good package. Yes. I really like that. It accomplished a few things. One, it made uh, it made Omega and Page seem like an actual credible team, mm-hmm. and I'm I don't know. Just looking at them, I wish Chucky e. T looked like that than the weird shit we see in the ring. Because mm-hmm. you looked at him the way he talked and acted and stuff, he looked like the kind of guy you're like, yeah, I can see that guy being a friend of mine. He's kind of cool. He doesn't present like that when he's in the ring, right? But outside of the ring, he seemed funny. He seemed a bit witty. Um, so and it made me uh, think more credence to this, you know. Uh, I like how they brought up the fact they've been teaming for years and they've never won a tag team championship mm-hmm. together in any company. They've been. So that was interesting. What, you guys, did you like the packaging? I did. I did. Yep. I really did. Um, yep. I think one package, too, that I enjoy was the uh, Sunny Kiss Joey Janela package at the gas station. I found oh, yeah. I was going to get into that, too. I, that was more of a vignette, but I saw that was really well done, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for folks, that would... What an odd pairing. Yes. Yet, I'm going to say it kind of works. Intriguing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it kind of yeah. works. And it works for one reason. Sunny Kiss actually delivers. He does. You know, for a guy with such a strange and awkward, bizarre to some people, if you're mm-hmm. aware of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, I didn't get that really bit. I didn't, I didn't get that moving yet at first, but I thought, like, as, as it went on, as soon as, uh, like, those, those two guys, like, uh, Walked up saying kiss saying and then uh, five guys five guys with, oh, yeah, yeah you can there's more than two there of them five there's of like them. five yeah, or six of them well yes I I only from what the camera angle I was looking at so um mm-hmm. as soon as like he he took the those two guys out and then the other ones I'm like okay this is not a bad one yet the splits into the punch to the dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Ouch. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, the, you know, there was those kind of cool things going on. Um, also like this, Akira Oshida coming out. She's coming out in full thing. She sees um, Penelope, Penelope Ford, Ford. And, and Kit Saban yep. kind of goading her inside of the ring. Gets involved, gets like a slap, you know, gets humiliated, the t- typical WWF thing. But then at the end of her match, which she just stormed in, took the girl out in two moves, rolls out and starts beating the crap out of Penelope Ford, yes. including punching Kip Sabian right in the face. She, I'm loving her more and more. What do you think mm-hmm. of that whole thing, uh, Antoine? Um, not often, uh, especially in today's era of wrestling, do we see an aggressive face. So it's really a breath of fresh air to see a face with attitude. I really mm-hmm. enjoy what Sheeta's doing right now. I think yeah. the best part of what Sheeta did... Oh, go ahead, Elio. Oh, no, I was going to say, I, I love that when she punched saving the ring in the face. <laughs> well, I think what I really enjoyed about this the most was how well Sheeta did this. Yes. I mean, a lot of times you get that fake acting, which just feels 
put on mm -hmm. or sometimes people do the um you know the accidental thing yeah. where they get into the thing and then they turn around and whip some she mm -hmm. was agitated from the moment she came out and saw them there it threw her off her game mm -hmm. and then she got in focused herself and boom rolled out and went right yes. after didn't give a crap yes you know and uh, i really enjoyed that about a presentation of her um i i really you know i was surprised when they gave her the belt but i gotta say I, i'm digging it I, I'm really getting behind her a lot right now, especially with our girl out right now with injury. Stratlander out. Uh, this is this is a this is a good thing. Um, now I, I I'm gonna. You guys may give me crap about this, and feel free. But I actually kind of enjoyed the setup of the whole Cody Rhodes um, fight preview thing. I mean, I know they were shooting. It was probably reminiscent, I guess, of an MMA thing. Yes, but. I liked it because you don't really see that in wrestling very much. I thought it was cool. Uh, I do not like uh, Jake Hager's wife getting involved in throwing the water thing because that's the kind of thing, if you throw that, that means you deserve a punch in the face and she's not even a wrestler. So why was she even doing that? But what do you guys think? Did you like that whole segment? I, I thought it was pretty cool until the very end. Uh... For me, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really like that whole. I liked the uh, Cody Rhodes part. I just didn't care for that ending with, okay. uh, with Jake Hager's wife. Did you roll your eyes when you saw the setup, or did you think it was kind of cool? Yeah, I don't like kind of roll my eyes when I saw the okay. setup. I'm like, what's going on? All right, and I thought the setup was cool, and I think the ending could lead to. A confrontation with Brandy and in Hager's wife. I we don't even know Hager's wife's name, but could possibly lead to a confrontation confrontation between mm -hmm. those two. I mean, we don't know if she's training behind the scenes or what, but we'll see how it plays out. But it'll be crazy in a sense if you know when it's all said and done, she walks away with that advantage of being able to throw water in Cody's face and that stuff. Any uh, ramifications as a result, but. We'll see how it goes. The one thing no. I didn't like was Arn Anderson's promo. You didn't like him talking like that? Okay, why? I don't know, just, uh, his, uh, his promo was just, just uh, basically the same, same okay. promo as he always like, cuts, just like when he did the face-to-face. -face. Okay. Um, now, as the big MMA guy, yeah. when you saw the setup, did you roll your eyes before it started, when you saw them and you knew it was Ooh. coming? Not at all. I mean, I wanted okay. to see where they went with it, and okay. they and I and I think they executed. All right. And uh, now, one thing I wanted to ask, and, and is this a reference? Now, I noticed they they're up there, they're doing their their poses, mm -hmm. right? Then all of a sudden, Hager did this thing where he put his fist up. <laughs> is that not? Yeah. That's something that so, usually happens, though, that, isn't it? That usually you know happens. That usually happens in the uh, what's known as the ceremonial weigh-in. So after you know, guys and girls weigh in, Dana White or whoever the uh, event promoter is have the two fighters face off, and of course, mm -hmm. for the sake of setting an intimidation factor, you're going to have foreheads touching, or there's going to be a yeah. push, or in this case excuse me, a fist to the face of the opponent to, you know, kind of draw interest to the fight. So, yeah. So this is a common thing, right? Yeah, it is. Yep. That's yeah. what I figured. And I, I don't know, I really enjoyed the way Cody Rhodes reacted yeah. to each thing, mm -hmm. even though he could have lost his crap and went all yep. over the top wrestling. Instead, it seemed more realistic that he held yes. back and, you know, 
so I, I enjoyed that. I thought, and, and I'm going to, I'm sorry, Elio, but I kind of did enjoy um, Arn Anderson so because I see what he was saying mm -hmm. was very much uh, right on the point. You know? Agreed. So I did enjoy that fact. Yeah, he's got, he's an old man with it, but, but then I'm old NWA. I'm used to that okay. kind of old thing. Mm -hmm. I miss that kind of presentation. So for me, I, I didn't mind it so much. So yeah, I, I'm going to say I liked it. Um, let's move on to uh, let's go into the match of Sunny Kiss and uh, and Joey Janelle. Okay, uh, I'm not going to talk about it first. I'm going to let uh, I'm going to let Ant. You why don't you start what you thought of that match? So this to me was a match of I guess odd pairings where the more experienced pairing was uh, Sunny and, and Janela. Um, I thought. Overall, the match came off well. Everybody worked well in the ring with one another. It was nice to see Sonny, you know, get off some spots, even though he was the small. I guess you could say he's the smallest competitor of the bunch. But it was nice to see him display some athleticism, excuse me, get a couple of spots off. Uh, I liked how they played that awkwardness, in a sense, between Cabana and, and Lee. And I even like that uh, Joey Janela was able to show us what he could do. You know, show us a little something as to what he could do wrestling-wise. Um, I knew that Lee and Cabana would get the win because I guess they're trying to go with, you know, gaining Cabana's comfort and, and confidence in joining the Dark Order. So I, I overall enjoyed the presentation. Okay. How about yourself, Elliot? Yeah, this was, this was a pretty good match, huh? Of course, uh, we expected uh, Brody and Cook Band to get the win. I'm, I don't know. I'm curious to see where they're going to go with this. I don't know. Is he, is he going to join? Is he is he not going to join? So mm -hmm. I want to see where they go with this because now they're facing SCU. Okay. Now uh, I'm going to say I was really um, very much impressed with the teaming of Janela and Sunny Kiss. Mm -hmm. um, each on their own sometimes has a, a, a tendency to be too much flash mm -hmm. and not enough uh, substance, but it seems together as a coherent team, they kind of complemented each other and set up each other so much that all the flash came to mean something. Mm -hmm. And I think they both benefited from that. Uh, I thought it was a tremendously good match. Um, Cole Cabana, um, do we care if he joins the Dark Order? I mean, really, it's Colt Cabana. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I don't not want to really. discount him, but Colt Cabana has never been the kind of guy for the last 10 years who seems like he gives a shit enough to stay in a place to mean anything more than a spectacle now and then. Mm -hmm. So I'm having a hard time investing in him as a yeah. character. Uh, other than that, uh, I, I got a kick out of how Brody Lee sure got knocked off the apron. I don't know how many times. <laughs> By Sunny Kiss, Sunny Kiss, and Joy Janela. Those yeah. two guys, with every never, chance they got, they punched him in the face. Get, I've never seen anyone take bro, take out Brody Lee the way Sunny Kiss did. Yeah, there was one thing, and I gotta say, I don't think this was meant. I think it was a bit of a botch they worked with. But when Janela at the end came running through and tried to do a suicide uh, yes. plancha, and he totally missed, and yeah. you know Brody looking through, I, I think they fixed that well. But I yes. think he was supposed to hit him. Right. Um, I'm interested. Uh, I'm not sure if I care much about Lance Archer coming out and attacking the two of them. I don't see anything to be gained from Lance Archer attacking a tag team. This to me, okay. they came off as something where they're trying to throw something to the wall when it comes to Archer and hopes that it sticks. Because okay, yeah. so you just essentially make questions. I just don't get it. 
You said okay. my question because I was looking at the Fighter Fest, uh, and uh, one of them was Lance Archer versus Joey Janela. And I was thinking, oh. I was thinking to myself, did I miss something? So I how think, did they get there? Okay, I think that's I do, what I missed. I, I do get a kick out of how in WWE, if somebody attacks somebody, they usually wait a week or two before they announce the match. Mm. Here, Tony Khan will tell you like. 15 seconds after it happens. <laughs> right away. Right. Ago, we've just been told. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like Tony not on the other end of your mic telling you this. Come on. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, do we even want to touch about uh, Sean Spears and his glove attacking old Pineapple Pete on the uh, There we go. Still, I must have went to the restroom because I honestly don't remember that part. Oh, it was just a really quick <laughs> clip. Uh, it was a quick was uh, last week uh, segment, right? Oh, okay. No, it was a quick uh, look at what happened on Dark. Oh, on Dark. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't watch Dark. So. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> Sean Spears was fighting Pineapple Pete. Uh, he was not winning exactly. Tully handed him the glove. And then he put something in the glove, turned around and punched Pineapple Pete and knocked him out. Oh boy. And then Hut handed handed the the weapon back to a thing. So it's finally happening. They're going forward with Sean Spears and the Glove of Destiny, I suppose we could call it. Or, right. But, uh, okay. Does anyone care? I think I care about this even less than I care no. about the Dark Order. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um SoCal you uh SEU versus FTR. Ooh, uh, the initials. Um right off the bat, I'm gonna say. This was a very good match. Yes. I didn't actually – this was better than the match uh, that FTR had last week, which some mm-hmm. people thought went way too long. Okay. Uh, this one was just as long, but you never got bored with it. And one of the things I want to point out is how good of a team SCU really is. Yes. Uh, they don't get enough credit, um, especially as they're doing things. Like they're taking out members of the FTR – who are trying who are getting ready to interfere the other guy will be out on the outside taking them out mm-hmm. and the re- you don't even the camera doesn't even catch it you know uh i was very impressed with uh, scu last night and i, I was like i kind of wish scu was still the champions and they were the ones gearing up for a great battle with ftr instead of just being the transition team yes do you think we'll see really... an scu heel turn i no i don't think so okay. i think the problem is SCU is kind of being relegated to just being the, the top tier team that puts other top tier teams over. And I don't think we're going to see maybe as a last run in a year or two, they might have a last run for the belt, but mm-hmm. I, I think they're really, they're really shitting the bed on this one guys, because these guys are, uh, they're, they're a great tag team. Yes, well, they, well, that's what I mean. They're, they're, they're a good team. I like them, but they, they keep making them lose and, yeah, no, teams. I don't think that they're looking, they're not really looking at them as characters. I mean, I oh. think basically they got their money more invested in Scorpio Sky because he's younger, he's more dynamic, and I think they'll, he'll, he'll be a launch off of the pa- of the platform that is SCU. Well, um, but I don't think SCU, yeah, maybe they'll turn bad guys eventually, but I don't see them really being pushed as a major team anymore. You know, they're always going to be the guys who are going to put over the next team up. Mm-hmm. Um, FTR looked really good tonight. Yes. Um, really smooth. Lots of transition. Both teams, though, both teams were pulling incredible uh, moves off. Um, in the end, and you know what? I almost forget about those guys, but I really like the idea of FTR versus the Lucha Brothers. So do I. Yeah, um, that was surprised. Lucha Brothers return. Yeah, that was that was really good. Awkwardness watching um, the Young Bucks. 
trying to interact with FTR. Mm -hmm. Very <laughs> awkward. <laughs> so that's always, you know, that's going to turn in. They're going to beat the teams and then turn on each other sort of deal. That, mm -hmm. that's, that's coming a mile away. Um, who do you think is going to win that in the end? And FTR versus uh, Young Bucks. Who's in your, your book right now to come out on top on that one? Well, well before we go into that, uh, let's note that it's actually going to be an eight-man tag match. Oh, yeah, no, no. I meant in the end, after they oh, all turn it, on each other. All Down the road, when all the stuff comes um, to a head, when it's the eventual FTR versus Young Bucks. Who do you think is going to really go over on that one? I'm hoping it's FTR. I really do. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if executive prerogative is exercised and young bugs go over, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna say Eagle puts the young bugs over. <laughs> How about no, you, no, Elio? No, you no, I'm, I'm picking FTR. I want okay. to see FTR go over. Oh, don't get bugs. us wrong. We both want FTR. We're just saying yeah. that there's yeah. some realities in wrestling politics yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And doesn't let the, the, the real things happen. Right. Um, Can't always get what you want. But you, sometimes you get what you need. Anyways, um, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that out there. Um, okay, we have the biggest muscle head with the the biggest muscled body with the most tiny little head, Brian Cage, mm -hmm. taking on uh, Tom Cruise's brother Joe, um, <laughs> who cruised into a really quick beating. And the only thing that made me glad this was a, a really short match is we didn't have to listen much to Taz and his ridiculousness. Yeah. Okay, was it just me or was there too much Taz on the show? Dude, when Taz says one word, there's too much Taz on the show. <laughs> right? As soon as he took the mic, I'm like, oh, just shut the hell up. I think he is where charisma goes to die because he sucks the life. And something we have a new contender because was that phrase um, reserved for Kenny King? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that guy went. Eh? I think he fell in his own black hole. But let's face it, Taz, at least Kenny King – is a young enough, well, I shouldn't say young enough in cover, but at least he isn't a big bag of win like Taz. I mean, <laughs> yep. You know, Taz talks on like he was the greatest wrestler ever when he was a second-rate champion for a third-rate company. So come on, <laughs> you know. Um, sorry, Taz just doesn't cut it. He just doesn't cut it, okay? Um, so we get in the back, we have Brody Lee uh, convincing Colt Cabana, you know, give, a, give us a chance, you know which I think Colt Cabana would be the biggest dummy in the world to sign on to be the underling. We see how Brody Lee treats his underling. Does, <laughs> yeah. does this seem like look a good idea? The, look at the high night. Where is he? Mm. Exactly. <laughs> no light somewhere. <laughs> Next, we got uh, a match that came up, and we didn't even discuss that. Uh, originally, it was supposed to have been building up to Sammy Guevara taking on um, – Matt Hardy, yeah, but mm -hmm. because Sammy Guevara is a apparently an idiot who doesn't know how to speak in public about women, right. um, has been suspended indefinitely, mm -hmm. and he was replaced with Santana and Ortiz, who took on, who had their money on unbroken Matt Hardy tonight because they actually they actually did a vote yesterday to let you pick which Hardy was going to wrestle, was it going to be Unbreakable? Was it going to be? Uh, Broken? Was it going to be the original Matt Hardy? Was it? Oh, there, this goes on. But anyhow, I don't, care. I don't care. It's the same. It's all the same guy. Yeah. So it's Damascus <laughs> today coming out, and Damascus took a nice beating <laughs> at the end of this match. <laughs> Had a hard time getting into this match. Yeah. Um, no. It wasn't the greatest. No. Nope. It was sort of there. You know. There you um, go. Perfect description. <laughs> uh, as we move on. Um, Finally, 
I guess they were, this is kind of a face-off. Yeah. Chris Jericho and uh, Orange Cassidy. And uh, Ant, I'll let you go first. I, I know a few things I'll say on this, but. Uh... Um, I mean, of course, verbally, Jericho dominated it. And, uh, you know, things spilled over once Cassidy did what Jericho said not to do with the shin kicks. And, and it spilled into ringside, into the uh, stance. And, you know, we saw some aggression from Cassidy. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. And, and it'll be interesting to see how that match actually plays out at Fighter Fest if that's what they're doing. Um, I, I, thought, I thought it was a cool that was a cool spot or moment, but maybe it shouldn't have closed the show out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was like. Uh, I thought it was cool. I thought it was fine. You get got to see Orange Cassie uh, do Leo Cristero, and uh, he even uh, got uh, even got hit with the chip camera right in the ear. So, but. No. I don't yeah. know if this will change anything for you, Elio, mm. but do you realize that Orange Cassidy is freshly squeezed? <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? I, I am aware. <laughs> I liked it a lot. <laughs> My only issue with this segment is I think it should have been maybe two minutes shorter. Mm. And only because of this. When, 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 he start, when they started the tension of the buildup mm-hmm. and then Cassidy did the kicks and then it broke into the fight, it was kind of crescending. You were kind of like, yes, oh, yes. But there was such a long time from when they left the ring to the final mm. laying out of Jericho that after a while, the yes has been like, okay, this is kind of a boring. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't have been boring. It wasn't boring. Right. It's just you were taken on an adventure too quick. You were right. thrust into the, mm-hmm. the let's go adrenaline phase too fast, and it just went too long. Mm-hmm. You just burn out before your adrenaline rushes out. You're kind of like, oh yeah, okay, we still got a minute or two before somebody gets knocked out. Should never happen. Just an off pacing with the with the break. So um, yeah, I really uh, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I think it should have been two um, two minutes, maybe shorter, and it would have been so much more effective. But all in all, I'm going to say this is one of the most enjoyable uh, AEWs I've watched in a while. Yep. I really enjoyed this one, and I'm going to give it a B plus this week. It's not in the A territories yet because there was a few weak shit in there, but the video packaging alone was so slick and cool, making yes. you want to see some of the matches coming up. Uh, there were a few cool things. Sheeta really uh, hit a home run for the women's division tonight in what little things she did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, B plus for me. What do you think, Elio? Gonna go with a B plus. All right, and a trilogy of B pluses. Sounds like it was a good one. Well, folks, you know what? Check out AEW Dynamite. Uh, it seems like maybe they're who, – let's hope they're on an upswing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see where we go from there. So, guys, you know what? It's been a really hard uh, week. There's been lots of stuff we've had to talk about. People are going to find out when you go into quarantine, you're going to hear a lot more from all three of us mm-hmm. about this, some of this stuff. And I'm going to make a list tonight before we go in and, and find out all the people we'll be talking about. And, and there's a lot of people, but I'm, I'm not going to talk about everybody, but we're going to talk about the big ones. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going we're gonna to talk about feelings and we're going to talk about things. And we're going we're gonna to try and empower and support the females that we know because yes. they should not be made victims by a bunch of uh, jerks and, and, and tight pants. 
Now, usually at this time, I'd like to take the time to, you know, maybe do the book or tell a few jokes or whatever. But I'm just, I'm just not digging uh, the humor right now. Sorry, guys. I just, I can't bring myself up to, to being all peppery and cheerful. But I do know this. We love you, fans. We love the fact you tune in every week. We love the fact you invite us into your living room and into your ears and hearts and listen to listen to three guys talking nonsense about nonsense they don't really know. But you know what? We enjoy the fact you let us in, and uh, it's almost like we're all friends out there. Ooh, that's a weird concept. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? Drop us a line anytime that uh, you want us to talk about something. You want to just talk about the things, maybe have some critiques, maybe have some support. But tell you right now, our spirits are a little low in all this stuff we're dealing with. It fans, we, we would love some support. Just write in, you know, say something nice. Heck, I'll say something nice back. Maybe we'll, I don't know, maybe we'll quit blocking each other on the internet. I don't know. I'm not making promises. <laughs> but uh, we love each and every one of you. We want to throw, you know what, usually I throw out uh, a special hello to, you know, like a country or whatever. Tonight, instead, I want to throw a special hello to all the women wrestlers, the women wrestling fans, and the women who support wrestling all across this world. It's obvious you ladies have had to be uh, mired in up to your neck and shit sometimes. And that's our fault that we, we haven't noticed it piling up. But uh, you know what, a lot of you came out and a lot of you were brave and a lot of you are gonna make a difference. And let's hope now that it helps guys like us make a difference too. It's time to stand up and say enough's enough. You're not cool enough. You're not flashy enough to have the law look the other way, to have decency look the other way. We're all held accountable for the actions that we do, and uh, it's about time that people are held accountable. No one should be made to be a victim. Elio says it every time. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be your escape and your enjoyment. Wrestling should not be something you're scared of, something that terrifies you or makes you anxious or, or sick to your stomach. Some of those things have happened to us this week with the things we've looked at. So, uh, I always try and say, do better. Well, you know what, guys? It's also on us to do better, and we're going to. Because either we're going to change this wrestling world, or we're just not going to be a part of it anymore. You guys, Ant, thanks for joining us this week, as always. Love always your a pleasure, gentlemen. Always a and, pleasure. And like I like to say every week, Elio, say goodnight to the good people. All right, friends, we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you.